Uh, and welcome back once again to Bottom Line IT. Kevin's telling me I'm all right because I'm sitting here in the studio just lamenting the fact that I am completely clueless. You know, I, I never pretended to be a sound engineer. Okay, I did pretend to be a sound engineer, but I have absolutely no sound engineering skills. You know, I need to get my son down here, my 15-year-old son who works as an intern for ASK because he tells me every night on the way home, you know, I could figure that out for you. Let him do that, Mike. I, you know, I can't, Kevin. <laughs> Because, you know, the, just the arrogance that will come out of him will be unbearable. I can't live with it. Well, you can nip that in the bone. I can't. I've tried. Anyway, we're talking about COVID-19, Kevin, and we're talking about the fact that, you know, business owners have been forced to disperse their workforce. We talked in the last segment about the, you know, the tools available and how to remain collaborative and productive in this new remote environment we find ourselves in. I want to talk about security. Because what concerns me is with all these users now spread over hundreds of thousands of different locations, the attack surface is a lot greater. And we know that cyber criminals are trying to take advantage of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the government has already warned that the, the phishing campaigns and all of the uh, cyber crimes surrounding COVID-19, things have gone through the roof over the last week or two with people trying to take advantage of folks who are scrambling to try to find ways to keep their people collaborative. Yeah. And, you know, not, on top of that, not only the phishing campaigns and, and the targeted stuff that they're doing to try to um, manipulate the situation, you've also got the fact that users are now on home networks, which are inherently less secure. Absolutely. They're away from their corporate security protections. Yeah. On their home their home internet, which probably broadcasts a signal out to the, the neighbors, because most of them do, um, to create Wi-Fi. Um, and, you know, so now you've got this risk. And what what are we recommending for businesses? Well, as you know, Mike, we have a number of different cybersecurity solutions, but the one that's certainly the most applicable in this circumstance is the detect and respond cybersecurity solution, as it resides on the endpoint. It sits on the device. Yeah. So, and for those that are listening, how is that different than antivirus sits on the endpoint, uh, malware protection sits on the endpoint. So sitting on the endpoint, it's loaded on the PC, right? So how is that any different? Well, those are looking for, they're, they're looking at things based on a database or they're more this preventative measure. They're not a proactive measure. Okay. All right. So you have reactive versus proactive. And, you know, the, the important part is when you talk about proactive, detect and respond then is looking for malware, uh, any kind of virus, ransomware, stuff that is targeted to that endpoint. If it detects it, what does it do? Oh, it immediately stops it from running. The software does? The or? software does, yes. Okay, and then who manages that? And then we at ASK, but there's also a security engineer that's alerted any time detect and respond runs. And that would be in our network operations center. Absolutely. Here at, here at ASK, our network operations center, we got a security engineer who's looking at what's going on. And then backing them up, we have a knock of a thousand, a couple thousand uh, engineers, security engineers that are w looking for ransomware, looking for viruses. Those alerts come in, they're stopped immediately. In fact, isn't there that we have a, what is it, a million dollar guarantee? One million dollar guarantee, yeah. Against ransomware. Yes. Yeah. So uh, all of this sounds great. If I'm a business owner, it's got to be enormously expensive. And to set you up with that question, is it enormously expensive? Not at all. Not at all. It's probably one of the more most reasonably priced cybersecurity solutions out there. I mean, it starts at 500 a month, and that covers up to 50 endpoints. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing that I, I'm so passionate about is we have this incredibly powerful tool that will stop ransomware, stop malware, decrease your security exposure by, I don't know, 80 90%, and 
it's so affordable for small and medium businesses. And when you when you talk about it in those terms, it, it becomes a no brainer. And th- that and I'm using that term not unintentionally because that's what I hear from business owners when I talk to them about this is something you just need to implement, you know. And it's something probably in the future that we you know will have rolled on every new client. You know, in fact, we don't we don't roll new clients without it anymore, do we? Correct, correct. We have uh, some customers that we brought on years ago that you know have have resisted for whatever reason, but any new customer we bring on today it's an automatic yeah it needs to be there we run it here at ask absolutely along with other security solutions but we're a highly targeted company we we know that uh, as a managed security provider that cyber criminals would love to get in and attack us and take us down oh absolutely they'd love to make us you know make us look like uh yeah amateurs like amateurs and get to get to our clients which you know we have an obligation to protect so um that's that's another consideration so in addition to how how are your folks going to be collaborative how are they going to be productive you've got to think about what's the what's the security uh that's been installed and then take additional steps to get proactive security put on those devices correct absolutely what about remoting back in so if you don't have all cloud devices like we talked in the last segment about office 365 and you need to access a database back at your corporate network or you need to access a server or a share drive that resides at the corporate network, what are the methods that we recommend? Well, there's a couple of different methods. I mean, certainly VPN access, um, but though if you're accessing something with a database backend at the corporate office, certainly some kind of uh, remote log me in or remote desktop service will give the user a better experience. There'll be a little bit of a delay on the VPN. What's interesting about a VPN virtual private network, if you're not familiar with that, both that and log me in are encrypted, meaning that the, the, the data going back and forth is scrambled. It can't be picked up and read by the bad guys if they were to capture it. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. And those are two methods. Now there's a lot of methods that your employees might try to use that they'll find on the internet to connect, you don't want them doing that. You want to have a policy in place, right? And mandate that policy that these are the tools that we have, uh, I guess, blessed for lack of a better word. Yeah, these are the tools that we've blessed. Not only that, but we've vetted. We know work. Yep, absolutely. So stay safe. Everybody stay healthy, first of all. And thanks, Kevin. I really appreciate being with us on the program. Thanks for having me, Mike. We've got more to come on this special episode of Bottom Line IT talking about COVID-19. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back right after this. 